We are here at Kilat Shiftei Yisrael in Ranana studying Sefer Yehoshua, Perak Bet. This is the third Shi'ur. We're up to Perak Bet. The first was an introduction. Last week was Perak Aleph. This week is Perak Bet. I want to dedicate our learning today. The Ilui Nishmat, all those who were killed just over a month ago on October 7th. I want to dedicate this also. The Kola Chayalim. Shachadosh Baruch Hu Yishmar Lehem. They should come home safely. Teitu B'Shalom, Tachzeru B'Shalom. I want to dedicate this to all the Shvu'im, Chatufim, V'Nadarim that we're still, we're davening, that they will return. Maybe today will be the day, I don't know. I don't know, we have to hold our hope. Uh, Tzal is right now fighting in uh, the terrorist uh, bastion of uh, Shifa Hospital, you know, which, which, you know, under international law, you can't use a hospital for, uh, you know, terrorist activities, but they do. Really? Uh, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. And, um, and we're also davening for all those who are needed refuah shlema at this point in time. And, uh, you know, the focus of this series, Sefer Yoshua, is, is about settling and holding on to Eretz Yisrael. So this, this theme is a very important theme, especially now. And, uh, and we, so we're, we're, we're living, we're, we're studying the times of Tanakh, but it also feels like we're living. We're living through the uh, through Tanakh, living here at Eretz Hakodesh, and what a great schut that we have. Wouldn't want to be uh, anywhere else. This is our home. This is this is this is where we belong, and uh, you know. So this is an opportunity to go back to the sources, to reconnect from the from the beginning. So in Perak Bet, Yeshua does something which we've seen before, okay, and it feels like deja vu. Like, wait a second, we've watched this movie already, and. What's the movie? Vaishlach Yoshua Benun Min Hashitim. Shnaim Anashim Miraglim. Cheresh. Lemor. Lechuru at the Aretz Vetirichel. Yoshua sends two spies. And the second we have the word Anashim Miraglim. Now, I should just mention the word Miraglim wasn't really used in Parshat Shlach. The word there was tarim, v'yaturu teretz kanan, The second we think about miraglim, who were also anashim, because in Parshat Shlach, they were anashim shem, and vayishlach, Yoshua is sending, and they're sending from outside of Eretz Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael. It's like, wow, bells start ringing. Oh my God, miraglim, story of the miraglim. The very cause for the Jewish people to stay in the Midbar for 40 years. So why would Yehoshua be repeating the very same mistake that was made 40 years ago? It's an important question that we have to ask. But the necessity. So yeah, what's the necessity? What's the necessity? Yeah. What's the necessity? It's a military necessity. A military necessity. What military necessity is there? Okay, fair point. They need strategy, they need information, they need modi'in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They need intelligence. Shmona Matayim, this, this is the beginning of Shmona Matayim. Everyone read those books, the beginning of the Mossad. Mati Friedman has a book, Spies uh, of No Country. The beginning of the Arabic sort of speaking wing of the Mossad started with Jews who had been kicked out of Arabic lands and uh, brought to Israel. They grew up in Lebanon. They grew up in Iraq. They grew up in these places. They were kicked out. 
And then Tzahal sent them back to go be spies in their original, where they grew up. Which is a very unusual situation. Today when a spy is sent out, and human intelligence is very complicated today, you send out a spy to a place he's never lived before, and you know you, you, you try to make him feel like, you, you train him to be like one of the inhabitants. So this is the beginning of that. Uh, this is the beginning of Shimon Matai, this is the beginning of, of uh, the Israeli intelligence units. But, um, okay, they need intelligence, but two questions against that. Number one, Hashem already said in Parak Aleph, Shem says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be with you. Why does he need anything beyond God's help? Question number one. Question number two, in Perak Vav, when they actually conquer Yericho, it's not a typical battle strategy. This is not like Israel, uh, you know, conquering, uh, you know, taking over Hamas. Okay, what essentially happens? They they circle the walls, and what happens to the walls? They fall. Meaning there is divine intervention. It's a miracle. So what does Yeshua need modi'in for in this instance? Okay, so that's the question. Now there's another word here which is significant. So that's maybe that's the question, right? What does Yeshua know? What does you know? What does you not know? Now, let's see what their mission is, though. And he sends them cheresh. What does cheresh mean? Okay, good. Good, but so, secretly. They're sent secretly. Now, one thing to point out: how many miraglim were sent in Sefer in Parshas Lach? Twelve. It was a whole public procession. Right, it was like a tekes. Oh, we're sending our 12 spies to represent Am Yisrael. Did anybody know about these two spies being sent? Yeah. Nobody knew. Maybe that's significant. What does he tell them? Pretty cool. These are the first two Jews to enter Eretz Yisrael. Right? Since the time of Abraham. Right? What? What? <laughs> the first thing they encounter in Eretz Yisrael is the Zona. Ushma Rachav, and her name is Rachav, and they sleep there. Okay, now obviously the connotation of sleeping there is, you know. So we got to talk. We have to talk about Rachav and her personality. Who is she? Why would they go specifically to this place? Why would they go to this? Again, apologies about the noise. Why would they go specifically to her home? Huh? It's not going to close. Um, be, the doors are supposed to be closed downstairs. Why would they? Why would they come? If someone wants to just go downstairs and ask them to close the door, just close the door. That that would help. But but why would they come to this place? There's a glass door downstairs that should be closed that separates between the downstairs and the upstairs. That was just opened. It was closed before and now it was open. That's the last place that people would suspect. Okay, number one is the last place people would suspect. You, you could sort of go in and out of this type of place and, you know, it's a little secretive, let's say. Okay, there are suggestions that this is not just a, a house of prostitution, but a, 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 an innkeeper. Exactly, an innkeeper. Why else might this be a... A good place to go to. What do you mean? They don't know. They don't know who she is. 
probably she could keep secrets. Hmm. Not, not report on people who've been in and out. Exactly. You can go into this place without being identified. Now, also, she might be a personality who is, you know, has, has a little bit of a... Um, she's not everybody. She's lower, okay, that was everybody. But lower on the, on the socioeconomic sort of level of things. And she may, you know, there may even be the sense of, well, I don't identify with the rest of society. In which case, she would be willing to, you know, keep secrets or give loyalty to, you know, people that come and speak to her. Okay, she may not be, you know, may not feel so loyal to to the society, which which probably has eschewed her, you know, and, and pushed her aside. You know, there maybe she may be she may be trustworthy, in in you know in, in, in this way. She may also have clients and. Well, she probably knows information. There's no question about it. She probably has information. Knows what she knows, what the underbelly of society looks like. What what's really going on behind the scenes. So there, so there is something strategic about going to this uh, to this place. Now, Now, it was told to the king of Yericho the following: Wow, that was fast. That's it. They found out about the mission. Right? The king already found out. They're on top of things. Remember when Israel assassinated some Hezbollah or Hamas terrorist in uh, Qatar? Anybody remember that? You remember, and there was a guy with a tennis racket in the elevator. Everyone remembers the tennis racket. I think it was Qatar. Maybe it was Emirates. One of them. And they um. And they were more talented at getting the information out than we thought they would be. They managed to uh, pull pictures together about what had actually happened. Anyway, by Shlach Melech Yericho Rachamimor. So the king of Yericho sends to Rachav and says, The king sends messengers. So Yoshua sends, and now the king sends. Get the men out, because they have come to their spies. They're not just regular customers. So what does she do? She hides them. Tomer she says, you're right. They did come here, but I don't know where they are now. So if she, you know, there's an idea in halacha called moda b'miksat. If I, you know, if you say, hey, you owe me, uh, you owe me a thousand dollars. And I say, no, what are you talking about? You might be able to force me to take a, uh, you know, I mean, actually, sorry. It's actually the opposite case. Well, that makes sense. Cover by call. But the the sometimes when you say something that's partially true, it's more believable, okay, than when you totally reject it. If she were to say outright, "No, what are you talking about? There was no one here," that would be suspicious. Which says, "Oh, these guys were here. They were here." So she's now showing that she's on his side. She's on his team. But I don't know where they went. 
she says, I, I, I think, you know, the, the gate was about to close. They already left. I have no idea where the, uh, where the men went. Go run after them. You might catch them. So she's, she's really good at, you know, sort of encouraging them to go in the wrong direction. Now, what did she do? She actually brought them up to the roof. And she hid them in the, uh, the stalks of, uh, of flax that were on the roof. I don't know, why does somebody have stalks of flax on the roof? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the process of uh, flexes is material. Yeah, yeah, maybe the she was. Of getting to the material, you have to yeah. Try it. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it was. So, the Hanashim Rot Now, the men of Jericho ran after them towards the Jordan, to the banks. And then the gates were closed. After the, the search party goes out, the gates of Yericho are closed. And they're not even lying down. And she goes up. I mean, sorry, they're, uh, they're still lying down. She goes up and the and she says, She says to the men. Now, the first thing she did was unexpected and incredible. She saves these two men. She has no obligation to do that. Okay. Now she's going to do something else surprising and unexpected. What does she say? She says as follows. Wow. I know Hashem is going to give you the land. And that you, the fear of you has befallen us. And that all the people have melted from you. I mean, you're afraid. We're quaking. Ki shamanu, because we know eight asher hovish Hashem at meyamsuf. We know how Hashem dried up yamsuf. Mipnechem betzeitchem imitraim. Asher asidem nishnei malchem meriah shebrei ha'yarden nisichon alog. We know how you destroyed nisichon alog. Asher acharamtem otam you destroyed them. Vanishma vayimas levavenu. Now we heard this, and our hearts melted. We've got no more spirit left in us. It's God, your God is the king above and below, etc. Wow. What a from lady. What, a, what an incredible tzedeket. Right? I, I, first, we, the first thing we learn about her is she is a zona. Everything so far that we've seen about her seems to undermine that, that role, you know, undermine that type of personality. She's everything but that. She's intelligent. She's religiously inspired. She is um, resourceful. Uh, she's got a lot of emuna. Okay. So, let's pause here for a second in the middle of this conversation and go back to understand why did these miraglim, why were they sent by Yoshua? What was the purpose of this?
And then we'll try to determine was their mission successful or not successful. But just pausing here for a second. Mission successful or not successful so far? Successful. Successful? Yeah, yeah well, why? They wanted the land, but they so got far, they've got, they got the information. They weren't fine. They got in. What, what did they get? They got support. They hear that the people in the land know about it certain time and, and the miracles that happened. Have they learned anything about Yericho's weapons depots? No. Have they learned anything about the tunnels? No. No. Learned anything about their, uh, their RPGs <laughs> and their, uh, their rockets? There's Anything from a very reliable source that they would conquer the land. <laughs> okay. But have they found out any military intelligence here? Not yet. So far, it would appear to be a failed mission. Let's look at two commentators on this parsha, on this parak. And the commentators are the Ralbag, in Latin known as Gersonides. Of Levi ben Gershom, and uh, also the Nitziv. And part of what we're going to do here is to understand why were they sent, and what is the relationship between these spies, these two spies, versus the original 12. Now, I will just, something that just came to my mind. Out of the 12 spies, how many of them were good? How many were bad? Two were good. Interesting. And who was one of those good spies? Yoshua. So now it's coming, maybe it's coming into you know, clear focus why he sends two spies specifically. Two were good, ten were bad. Okay? Now let's look at the Ralbag. This is on Yoshua, Perak Bet Pasukalaf. Viraui Shene'ayen Beheter Safek Maikre Binyan Hatsavaash, Ziva Yoshua Shotre Am. What's, the, what's going on with these miraglim? Says, what's the, what, what do you need these miraglim for? We know the Jews are going to conquer the land. They're already preparing. Yeshua said, in three days you're going you're gonna to go. Okay, I guess this is part of those three days. Right, chronologically. So, and, and just skip down a little bit more. Uh, in a few words later, He says, Why didn't he rely on what Hashem said that no one will stand in the face of Yoshua? Of course they're going to win. Victory was assured. Why would he do this? Why do the same trick when it didn't work the first time? Number of questions. In order to resolve this doubt, there are two different ways to understand the purpose of this miraglim. One way. They're going to go in to determine the military strength of their opponents. They have a lot of soldiers or a few, a lot of weapons. Is it surrounded? What are the security protocols? The walls. 
Vine prize hergelhu. Im behem sheikh ela milchama u idrachet mimena. And this will give them information, intelligence. How do you attack? Points of vulnerability. Uh, how long is this uh, invasion going to be? Whatever it is. That's part number. That's option number one. Option number two. Well, maybe the second purpose of spying is not to see what military assets the opponents have, but rather to understand their state of mind. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? Are they feeling strong and resolute? Or are they actually afraid? Because as much as a war is about weapons, it's also really about the mindset. And we see now the morale of our chayalim, our giborim, it is incredibly high. Incredibly high. I was in, in Basis Zikim, right near the border, just a few, a few days ago on Thursday night. Guys are coming in and going out all night. I mean, it's crazy. There was so much activity there at 11 o'clock at night. We did a mangal for them. Did a mangal, and uh, I mean, they're amazing. The morale is incredible. It really is. And um, I was at the funeral yesterday for Roi Marom Zichonoli Vracha. Wow, what an amazing, amazing young man. And all, all of his friends and the Chayalim and... Real courage, real gvura. It's very tragic. And you just hear the way they spoke about his desire. He says, I, you know, he went to fight on, on that Shabbat. He didn't, it wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a question. And, uh, but the point was, and the point is that the, it's all about the morale, the ruach. The Ruach, and the Ruach of Am Yisrael Baruch Hashem is very strong right now. We saw there was a rally yesterday in Washington, D.C. About 300,000 Jews showed up. It's the largest gathering of Jews in America, in, Ameri- in all of American history. No. We'll take them too. Nacham. Nubatal Baruch. I heard. Yeah. There was some incident where a bus company protested and refused to um, <laughs> Jews from Detroit. Detroit. Anyway, I'm sure there will be a, a lawsuit about that one. But um, but really, really incredible. A school I used to speak at sent a thousand, a thousand kids, twenty buses. Yeah, really, really incredible. So uh, so Baruch Hashem. The, the morale is very strong. The ruach of the people are very strong. But what about Yericho? Maybe that was the purpose of this mission, to find out what the enemy is thinking. Okay, this is the second option, according to the Ralbag. And he gives an example, a precedent for doing this in Tanakh. And this was last year's topic, Sefer Shoftim. One of the Shoftim sets out on a reconnaissance mission to understand the mindset of the enemy. And who is that? Gidon ben Yoash. Remember, he goes and he hears the Midianim who are much more numerous than the Jewish people. And he hears them saying, oh my God, we're afraid of the, uh, of the Jews. And that gives him chizuk. It gives him strength. Okay? And um, 
So Valkoz, um, one second. Achikvar Shalag, it's Minyan Gidon Ben Yoash, Kayasomech Bidvar Bidivar Shemitbarach, Achasha Salo Ot, Shuya Zorimo. Vine Yigia Madrega Tobik or home, Bashemitbarach, Achikvar Shalach, Achaila Baila Misoli, Bahemi Bidian, Velo Shirmim Kim Shlosh Miltish, Bidvar Shemitbarach. Gidon ends up sending only 300 soldiers. 300 soldiers against a huge Midianite army. And we spoke about this, this example because he only takes the most religious soldiers. Okay, see, our uh, brothers, our brothers, okay, the Haredim, it's the most religious who should be going to fight. The ones who are closest to Torah and Mitzvot, they should be the ones going out to fight based on the story of Gidon. Okay, now, everyone needs to go to fight. It's a Muhammad Mitzvah right now, for sure. I'm just saying the, the idea that while the religious don't fight is actually the opposite of the values of, uh, of, of Tanakh. And again, all of our chayalim, dati lo dati, our giborim, and we're so, we're so proud of them and so thankful for everything that they do for us. No, they are, they are, kol akavod, nachon, they're waking up a little bit. There's Hitorut. It's quite a big statement and a brave statement. It's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Better late than never, but it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Leslie, by met. I think that it's a very good change. And I'm also happy you say Dalit. They are learning No, it's important as well. Don't get me wrong. But don't say it's the same thing as putting your kids on the front line. That, that's the point. No, of course. Listen, davening and learning, well, of course, these things are valuable. I don't mean to dismiss these things. But you still need a strong army. You know, you need people to actually go out and, and, and fight. Okay. Now, the, um, now we continue with, with Gidon. He says, that would, he says, out of two options, the purpose of this mission was not military strategic. It was, uh, it was to find out what the spirit of the people was going to be. מחשבת אנשי הארץ, זאת אומרת שיחקרו אם נפלה אימת ישראל עליהם, ואם נמוגו מפניהם. The point was to, to understand the ruach of the, of the people of Yericho, to understand what their mindset was. Are they, are they getting ready to fight? Or are they actually quaking and trembling? This was not in order to learn about their weapons depots and their tunnels and their military assets. And this gave chizuk to Yoshua. Because when you hear that the enemy is afraid, it gives you chizuk when you're going to be the invading army. And that's why they went in one day and came out. You know why they went in and came out? Because all they needed to do was find out what was really going on in the people of Yericho. They learn about this from Rachav, and so now they can go home. <clears throat> okay, so we'll get there in a second. Now, what's interesting about the Rabbag is that he suggests 
Their original mission was to find out the mindset of the, of the people of Yericho. They get that information, and then they leave. Sounds like a successful mission. Okay? But based on what we saw already, it may not have gotten... It didn't go as planned, but it worked out in the end. Meaning, they weren't supposed to be found out, obviously. They didn't expect to find out what the people were thinking from Rachav Azuna, and that you would be so direct and so clear with them. Okay, they thought they'd have to look around, you know, get a sense of what was going on. See the, the military formations, the defenses. <clears throat> but the way it turned out is not the way they expected, but it turned out well, it turned out for the good. Okay? Now, Rachav, and she is, and because of who she is, okay, her incredible qualities. Now, she, let's go back to Pasuk Yudbet. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Now, she recognizes that the Jews are coming. And she wants to be on the right side of history and the right side of this war. And she says, interesting how many people today want to be on the wrong side of history. Okay, in the wrong side of this war. And, uh, you know, it's uh, tough. Nothing, we got to still keep fighting for light and for goodness against the forces of evil and stupidity. And now, she tells them, swear to me in God's name, because I did for you chesed. You're going to do for my, my father's house chesed. Give me a true sign. And you need to save my brother, my, my brothers, my sisters, my parents. You'll save us from death. The men say, meaning we will put our lives on the line, if you will. You have, a, you have the, the shvua. He says, listen, our lives, we'll, we'll put our lives on the line, essentially. We, we pledge our souls, okay, and we, we will die, okay. Um, but, uh, you know, they, so they, they pledge to this. But they also sort of tell her a few other things, as we'll see. Um, okay, so, Now, they make her swear also. They say, listen, but you can't reveal and divulge what happened here. And then we'll do chesed ve'emet for you. She lets them down by the window. Because her house was in the wall. And the wall is where she dwelled. And she tells them, go run to the mountains. Lest the search party catch you. And stay there for three days. Until the search party returns, and then you'll go your way. They said to her, And they say, listen. He says, we, we're, we're, we're going to make this oath. But we will be free of this oath if the following happens. We're going to be coming to the land. If we see a red, a red uh, dyed uh, you know, string coming out from the window, 
תקשיב בחלון אשר הוא הדתנו בו, ואת אביך ואת אמך ואת אחי ואת כל בית אביך תאספי אלייך הביתה. And all of your family is in your home, got to be in your home. והיה כל אשר יצא מבתי ביתך החוצה דמו וראשו. Anyone who goes out from your house, they're going to be in trouble. ואנחנו נקים, then we will be free of this oath. וכל אשר ייתך בבית דמו וראשינו אימן תהיה בו. And anyone who's outside will, will have to suffer the consequences. Or if you divulge any of this information, you will also be in trouble. She says, I commit to this. She sends them, they go. She, uh, she ties the, the scarlet thread. They go to the mountain. They go there until the search party returns. They couldn't find them. They come back, they come down from the mountain, they cross, they go back over the Jordan, they come to Yoshua Benun. They tell him everything that happened. And what's Yoshua's response? Positive or negative? He said, wow, all of this happened because Hashem has put the nations of the land in our hands and they are afraid of us. So that's his explanation for this bizarre, these bizarre events, right? Being caught by Melech Yerucho, but then being saved and Rachav being this heroine, etc., etc. So this is the Rabbah, sure, yes. Why why do they have her specifically put out a chut shani? Yeah, a red thread. It's a very good question. I'm pulling up some of the Mefarshim on this. Okay, who all who do address this question. Let me just show you. We'll bring it up. I did. There were some other sources that I had to print, but the the uh, the printing uh, the ink went. So I'll pull it up on my phone. Okay, one second. Mm-hmm. One second. Where is this? the first pasuk? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So why dafka chut shani? Okay. Um, one second. There's a lot on this. Okay. So tikvat comes from the word mitzvah. and tells us milishon kav v'chevel. It's also the word for a rope. Okay, tikva. So it's it, it's a nice midrash to suggest. Oh, there's a tik, there's hope here. Okay, but but it's not so clear that that's the uh, that's the reading. Um, and shani is rotzlamar tzavua b'tzeva edom kamov tolat shani. Okay, the um, now the uh, um, one second. 
Okay, so I'm going to share with you a parish by Ahavat Yohonatan. Okay, on, uh, on the Haftarah for Parshat Shlach. And also, so let me just pull that one. See for Imechem. Which also might share some insights as well. So Ahavat Yohonatan says as follows. He says, well, we have another place where you have a string, a red string, Dafka. Anybody know where else we have that? Remember, between the, the, between the horns of the Seir Amishtaleach, the goat that was thrown off the cliff, there was a red, uh, red crimson wool. Why? Okay, there's a bit, bit of Kabbalah here in, in different uh, associations. But basically, this... Uh, so the Seir Lazazel, the red represents blood that's been spilled through death. Also represents Lashon Hara. Okay, Chut Shani, Lashon. Okay. V'navor l'mechuvan, sh'nadnu l'hamiraglin l'siman Chut HaShani, al'anyan Lashon, sh'lo tagid sodze b'shum panim. Remember, they're telling her, don't share, don't reveal this to anyone, what happened here. So that's why there's a, a connection to, you know, Lashon. To, uh, to to speech and to uh, to this red thread which connects lashon hara. And in lashon shelo tagid zod b'shum panim achar shadiat tamid chut hashani neged ena v'tasim yad leper v'sotchal tegalel achar u'kvotchal lachar lo tutein. Basically, uh, don't uh, you know this is this is the way to remind her of not sharing anything that happened. In this uh, in the story, now if you think about it, why does it matter if everyone finds out? Isn't God still going to conquer Yimichol for them? So it might take away the element of surprise. Meaning, the 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 whole uh, there's a, this sort of a it's like this incredible wondrous um, military uh, conquest when they conquer Yimichol. The walls it's, it's like a, they walk around the walls and they fall. That opportunity would have been taken away had the people of Yericho knew exactly when the Jews were coming. So maybe that's the, maybe that's the reason. Okay, this is one thing. Did you want to say something, Lorraine? No, it's okay. No, what was uh, anything? The um, the now another interesting point that Radak points out is that wait a second, if she lives in the wall, and the walls are going to fall down, how is her house going to stay intact? Anyone, uh, anyone think about that? Anyone, anyone have an answer? Mm-hmm. So the Radak explains, very interestingly, that uh, he says that actually only the front wall of Yericho fell. It wasn't the whole city. It wasn't that everything, uh, not everything fell, which is, which is, which is interesting. Which is not, you know, against the classical uh, interpretation. Okay, let me just see if there's anything in the safer as well. Um, this is a safer that has a lot of drush. 
on the uh, on the prokim. I didn't have a chance to look at it beforehand. Um, oh, sorry. I see. This is the paragimol in the sefer is paragraph of sefer Yehoshua. Um, the what I will say though about Rachav about a few things. Few things about Rachav. Number one, I don't see anything right here. Number one, Rachav is the is is the ultimate in some ways. Balat Shuvah. According to the Midrash, she even marries Yehoshua Benun. Okay, and this is an example of don't you never know what to expect of a person. You know, sometimes we have very low expectations of people. We say, oh, they're just one dimensional. You know, and they're not. And then sometimes people surprise you. And this is Rachaf. She's surprised. I mean, she really surprises the Jewish people in an incredible way. And um, and and it's in, in, in a very, you know, and that's so she becomes, you know, the, the person who you think was on the bottom of society is actually on the highest. So we never, you know, never judge a book by its by its cover. Is I think one one message that we learn out from the from the story of uh, of Rachav, and um, that's number one. Um, number two. <clears throat> Is the um, is the let me bring up a very fascinating piece that I found written by no one else but Hertzi Halevi. Mm-hmm. Who's Hertzi Halevi? Anybody know? Yeah, yeah. He's the Ramatkal today. He's the Ramatkal. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a website nine two nine, run by Benny Lau, mm-hmm. which different people write about Prakim and Tanakh. And I found a piece written by. Uh, written by Hertzi Halevi when he was the Rosh of Amman. Okay? This is before he became... Uh, sorry, this was written... When, where was, what was his position? Who Rosh Amman. Yeah, he was the head of intelligence in the army. <clears throat> okay. So he says as follows. The article is called Modi'in Zva'i Nusach Hamikra. Okay, military intelligence, biblical version. Harotzele Natsayach B'melachama Yashkeh Modi'in. If you want to win in a war, you have to have good intelligence. He understood this before fighting against Yericho. And he sent two Miraglim in order to enable victory. The, the, the way the first war is going to be built is going to you know, forecast how the rest of the battles are going to be built. Shalosh disciplinyod merkaziyod modi. Now we're going to learn a little bit about intelligence. There are three areas of military uh, intelligence. A humanit hamodina and enoshi, human intelligence you get from spies, you get from contacts. Visinit hamodina chazuti, I guess visual uh, visual intelligence. Signit signal intelligence. Modi'in mivusas otot. Signals, listening to things, etc. Et shloshet nidbachei modin alalu yismu alachal maasei miraglav shel Yoshua. Vadoraket amabad enoshia mishdakef mina perek beveiro. He says these miraklim use all three types of intelligence. Ve'hamodin achazuti la'achar kenisali yericho olim amiraglim la'har shemayalea. After they go into yericho, they go to the mountain that surrounds yericho. Whoever stood on, there's a mountain, like sort of above you, not a mountain, a big hill, above cliff above Yericho. It's the closest thing to a, a, an aerial visual, a drone footage of Yericho. That's where they go to. 
לשם, לשם תכנון הקרא וערכה התבוננות כזו על יד לחימה ולא ייסול בפס. אוקיי? זה מאוד מאוד פרספקטיב. The signal intelligence. How they use this without uh, electrical devices and computers. They tell her to tie the tikvat shani, the red crimson. In order not to attack that part of your home. עוד לא אלקטרונית, אך עוד ברור מייצר אפשרות מורכבות יותר בתכנון הקרב. It's not quite electrical, electronic intelligence, but it gives them signs, signals of how to fight, you know, how to go around, where to, where to, where to, where to attack. And then מודיעין אנושי, human intelligence. ברור שרחב סיפקה מודיעין חשוב למרגלים ואף סייע להם בכיבוש העיר. Clearly she helped them. We're going to finish right at this article. אך כיצד נוצר הקשר? כיצד ידוע מרגלים? How they know where to go to? So, uh, you know, how they know. So, uh, etc. Um, one second. Okay, so, so he suggests why they have these pieces of flax on, the, on this roof. They were used for fishing. Okay. Wow, this is a parish I've never heard before. He suggests that the Jews spoke to Rachav's family when they were fishing by the Ardain. So they made them into agents. And then when they come into Yericho, they already know where to go, etc. Okay, this is... Uh, That's his suggestion. It's very creative. Maybe they had fishing rods and they made nets. Okay, well, this is, uh, we'll, let, uh, we'll, we'll let the Ramatkal have his, uh, have his day. So this is uh, sort of cool to connect uh, biblical, biblical war and, uh, and, uh, and today. And uh, lots to learn from this parak. Ultimately, the mission is a failure, But it's not a failure, right? It ends up being a success, but not in the way that they expected it to be. And we're going to see how this plays out. Bezrat Hashem over the next few weeks. Tov. We'll stop here. Shkoch, everybody.